Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. We're headed out to California for today's Song of the Soul. Someone I met among the incredible array of wonderful musicians who are friends on Facebook. With so many talented people out there, there had to be a hook to pull me in, and that was her attribution as banjo gal. If you're a longtime Song of the Soul listener, then you may be familiar with the gifted banjo woman from Minnesota's Twin Cities called Mother Banjo. The point is, it tweaked my interest. I checked out this banjo gal's music and was eager to welcome Donna Lynn Kasky to my show. I'm sure you're going to love her voice, lyrics, and guitar as we travel over the phone lines to Ventura, California to speak with Donna Lynn Kasky. Donna Lynn, how wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad I ran into you via the Facebook friends. Who are your best Facebook friends? Well, I mean, it's a way, honestly, I keep in touch with a lot of families since my family's spread over over the country. And then also just my extended music family. It's amazing how close-knit and supportive at least the folk music singer-songwriter communities are. Even though we're far flung with technology, we can remain connected and intimate and supportive of each other's projects. I was looking through some of your bio just to make sure I really know who Donna Lynn Kasky is. And I found uh, one little biographical fact that made me really feel close to you in heart. And that is, you grew up in a 10-kid family. I grew up in a 12-kid family. Ah, but I'm the youngest of 10. And there's a nine and a half year gap between my youngest sister. So, you know, I'm kind of a surprise. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are a surprise, and that's why we have you here for Song of the Soul. One of the things about you that is surprising and wonderful and exciting, one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you to have you as my guest, is because you're banjo gal. I don't know how many banjo gals there are out there in the world, but that makes you special, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, I'm definitely a fan of banjos. I know a, a few other banjo-picking gals out there and around the world. We seem to be drawn to each other, or maybe it's like a support group. But it was brought home to me. I just did a songwriter event this weekend, and you know, I was the only one carrying a banjo around. So I, I was instant variety among the, the pianos and the guitars. I love pianos and guitars. I just don't happen to know how to play them well. It's good to mix it up. And there's one other thing that I noted about you that I thought was everybody's going to rush now to their computers to check this out. You're also part of a calendar. (laughs) I saw a picture of you. Not only did I notice you, but I noticed the six banjos behind you on the Banjo Babes calendar. Right. So that was fun. I took part in that for three years. It was a compilation album of women banjo players from all over the country and somewhat internationally as well. So that was fun. Like you said, there's a few of us banjo picking gals out there. Yeah, it was a neat sort of tongue in cheek pen up calendar. I think it may be on hiatus. I don't know if there was a 2020 edition because the songwriter banjo player who initiated that 
I believe she opened a, a grocery store recently. So I think she's kind of gone on to other <laughs> entrepreneurial endeavors lately. But yeah, it was fun. Well, speaking of getting the music out there, let's start right away with your song of the soul. How do you want to start out, Donna Lynn? Well, let's start at the beginning. In a sense, the first song I wrote on Bando about 18 years ago now, a song called The Good News. Granted, you know, I eventually learned to play it a little more fancy than I did when I first wrote the song. I, I wrote the song when I'd been playing banjo all about three months. But it's one that still, you know, even after all that time, I'm not tired of playing it. And people say they're not tired of hearing it. So the good news. It's by Donalyn Kasky here today for Song of the Soul, the good news. I've been told we have souls of gold. Why do we give it away? told we have souls of gold how i ache how i ache panning for gold and muddy water good news is there's gold in the mud oh my heart i'm tired of muddy water good news is there's gold in the mud Water. Good news. 
Good News by Donalyn Kasky is from her first album back in 2014 called Nameless Heart. As you can tell from that song, there's something spiritual going on. There's something muddy going on. Because you live in California and California is associated with the gold rush, we could be talking about that. But I have a feeling that the mud and the gold there are completely metaphorical. Do you remember why they came out in your song, what that was about? So I started playing banjo in 2001, shortly before I moved to California. And um, like I said, I've been playing banjo all of three months and I started writing songs. I had written poetry before. I think I was kind of in that state of just waking up and that phrase, you know, good news is there's gold in the mud popped in my head. I guess since I had just come to California, I don't know, in, in my own metaphorical gold rush way, perhaps that was a metaphor in the air, having recently come across the country to live here. But also just the muddiness, the messiness, the confusion of life as a human. I am a big believer that, you know, what seems messy, there can be beauty in that too, or blessings that come out of confusion and turmoil. Where were you moving from to come to California? I'm originally from Virginia Beach, Tidewater area of Virginia. So the coast of Virginia to the coast of California. And what took you across the nation? So I did one semester of grad school in the area at a place called Pacifica Graduate Institute. And I was in a program called Mythological Studies. So <laughs> it was, yeah, I should tell, tell you something. So it was depth psychology and world religion, this idea of archetype and metaphor, Joseph Campbell type stuff, James Hillman. But I only did one semester. I consider it the bait that got me here. But, you know, I had just started playing banjo. It was like I fell into a life here in California that was waiting for me. The woman right across the hallway from me is still one of my best friends. Before I even found a place to live, I met a fiddler at the farmer's market who pointed me to an old-time music jam where I was able to hone banjo skills and meet people who are friends to this day and get connected. So it was like there was this whole life here waiting for me. So I thought I was moving here for school. It was bait. It was wonderful. But it turned out what I was moving toward was not necessarily what I thought. (laughs) And I know that you have a daytime persona of being a social worker. Well, that's also been another thread. I mean, there's always been these threads of artistic expression as well as social service. And I see those as not mutually exclusive. To me, I see how the arts and music can be a form of service. But At any rate, I was always the person, I I mean, I remember being in second grade and there were these two girls in my second grade class who would be crying in class every day. And I remember the teacher asking me like at recess, you know, please meet with these girls under the tree and see what's going on. And I know one of them, like their parents were getting divorced or something. But even as a kid, and, and sometimes I was a confidant to some of my older siblings, I've been amazed by the things people have told me in grocery lines at times. You know, so I've always had sort of that threads in my life. But, you know, I went to college, I got scholarships to study fine art, and I had a knack for it. And it was very meditative, but I didn't really, I wasn't really ambitious in the traditional sense. Also, when it came time in my college, where a lot of people were doing internships, and it was suggested I do that, you know, I did not go for a fine arts internship at a gallery or museum or that sort of thing. I ended up doing an internship at a drug and alcohol rehab home, mostly for women who were court ordered 
word there. So that was a very powerful experience. And, you know, I, I would volunteer. I went to Peru for three months after college and was working at a home for sick and orphaned kids. And, you know, it's always been this thread. And, and when it came time to get a job, I ended up getting a job in the social services office, you know, doing sort of clerical work. But uh, five months later, I had a caseload and uh, the rest is history. That was over 16 years ago. <laughs> but it's been a good way to support my art and music habit in a way I find meaningful, you know, connecting with people and in some small way, at least from the feedback I've gotten, you know, making a positive impact in my community and lives and definitely has come around back to me. It's definitely made an impact in my own life. The next couple song selections do definitely speak to that sort of social service part of my heart, but just also musical expression. So how about we go with Nameless Heart? Give me some idea about the background for Nameless Heart, because, I mean, I know the song, right? But it's got kind of a dark side to it of sorts. And I don't experience you, Donalyn, as a dark person. I would think not, but kind of that good news. You know, sometimes I'm mining for that gold in the mud or, or just how the tough times can grow light, you know, definitely looking for the light. That said, one of the initial seeds for Nameless Heart was a writing exercise I was given where I was given the words wisdom and then also landmines. So somehow I, I did this free write about wisdom and landmines. That was a seed for this song. Also, you know, since we were talking about my work in social services, I would say there's some thread of that in my experience, either in my work or just, you know, connecting on a deep level with people, just the messiness of human life or, you know, patterns of unhealthy relationships or addiction or self-loathing. But then to me, sort of calling on that great mystery, whatever it is, you know, in 12 step, like I said, I, I worked at a drug and alcohol rehab home, that God of our understanding, or sometimes that God of, I don't even understand what it is, but I'm going to call on something bigger than myself to lift me out of these patterns. So those are definitely some seeds of that song. And the song is Nameless Heart. It's title track for Donna Lynn Kasky's 2014 release. Here is Nameless Heart. Deliver me from this treacherous land This is not the journey I planned Once there were signs showing the way They've all faded and fallen away Destroy me, blow it apart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart Destroy me, blow it apart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart to you settle for less to get me through seek the high avoid the low cover it up so the marks don't show destroy me blow it apart till nothing remains but this nameless heart destroy me blow it apart till nothing remains but this nameless heart
clean It costs so much get in touch for free I want to be above reproach Show me that you love me the most Destroy me, blow it apart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart Destroy me, blow it apart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart Destroy me, blow it apart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart Destroy me, blow it apart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart Till nothing remains but this nameless heart We've got the good fortune of having Donna Lynn Kasky here with us today. Her website is com. Any trouble on spelling, and I am a person who's always spelling challenged, come via northernspiritradio.org. But A Nameless Heart was the song that was just shared by Donna Lynn Kasky. Again, the mixing the landmines in as part of the theme that's kind of a creative thing. Was that a stretch for you? or I'd be interested in hearing what your religious or spiritual background is. You already mentioned you know, you're helping with 12-step groups, uh, people dealing with addictions. So you've got certainly exposure to those really, I think, valuable tools and ideas. What did you grow up with and where have you wandered to, besides from Virginia to California? I consider it a great blessing that my parents had a religiously mixed marriage, I guess you'd say. In the era they got married in the 1950s, you know, was maybe kind of frowned upon by perhaps some of their family or people in the community. Uh, My dad was raised Baptist, going to church multiple times a week, definitely all day Sunday, you know, Wednesday night, working at the church in a small community in Michigan. But my mom was raised Roman Catholic in Richmond, Virginia, the capital of Virginia, But my maternal grandmother, she had converted from Baptist to Catholic when she got married. So, you know, I kind of grew up definitely in this sort of Bible belty place, but then was raised somewhat Catholic for the beginning of my life. Well, I guess not somewhat raised Catholic until I was about eight or nine. But if I recall, and from what I gathered from the grownups that I didn't quite understand as a kid, it was a little strange, you know, here I was going to church at least once a week or doing classes to go to communion or go to confession. So, you know, we were very involved in the church and my my mom would sew and there would be these church bazaars and we'd have these sewing ladies over our house to make things to sell for the church. So just very involved. But then there came a point when I was about eight or nine where that all stopped. There were a change of priests in the church And my understanding, I mean, it it may have been a priest who, you know, with the scandals in the Catholic Church, you know, maybe had a a bit of a checkered past. But it was kind of confusing to me to go from like all this church to sort of like, oh, just going to a different church on holidays. So that was confusing, but it was also kind of cool in a way because we'd usually go to Saturday night mass. But now it's like, oh, now I can like go out and play outside with my Baptist friends who may or may not think I'm going to hell from things they've told me because, you know, (laughs) you know, are you Christian? I'm like, we're Catholic. Oh, no, that doesn't count. But, you know, we'll go still play in the dirt together, right? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I mean, that was sort of my original upbringing, but... I'm glad I didn't come from a you must be Catholic or you must be Protestant camp. You know, I I definitely had influences of both early on. I now see that I was very fortunate from the time I was 10. I went 
to a private school, but it wasn't a religious school. They said they were, you know, in the Judeo-Christian tradition. I had friends who were Muslim and Jewish and Catholic and Protestant, you know, but it was great to have that sort of variety of people in my life growing up. We also, you know, as part of the school I went to, we'd have like a little chapel service either in the morning or the middle of the day, you know, where some verses of scripture or poetry or whatnot would be read and prayers from both the Jewish tradition and the Christian tradition would be read. So I'm grateful, you know, like William James, the varieties of religious experience, you know, I'm glad I got to experience that early and not so much be raised in a one way is the only way kind of tradition, you know, I mean, love God with your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, that the law of the land, I mean, and and beyond that, who's to say who's got it 100% Well, a lot of times religions do say, you have it right, you don't have it right. As you said, you know, your Baptist neighbors say you're going to hell. I grew up Catholic, by the way. I didn't become Quaker until I was an adult, but I checked out a number of things as part of that journey. And one of the things I became very clear on was that any place who was going to consign other people to hell was not a place where I was going to hang out. Exactly. I mean, I've never been comfortable with that which was beautiful. When I got to college, I was in the chapel choir at the college I went to in Virginia. So we would sing music for the services every week, but it was non-denominational Christian, but just very welcome, open, and encouraging. And it, it got to the point where, okay, I wouldn't just go on the weeks I was singing. I would go every week. And then I got involved in leading interfaith type services there, which was very moving and inclusive. And, you know, I've often over the years and, and some of the songs actually grew, this may be a good segue into another song here soon, music for the Unitarian Universalist Church. I still regularly do music at the Unitarian Universalist congregations around here. Because again, you know, that it is a, a big umbrella and sort of If you're aiming to have a good heart and be of service and do good in the world, you know, work for the light or the spirit, however you understand that or don't, I don't pretend to understand it. You know, (laughs) it's like the finger pointing at the moon, not the moon itself, you know, honoring the mystery. But, you know, sort of these big umbrellas that kind of where you find yourself on that path of working toward the light, you know, there is room for you where you're not going to be condemned or it's not designed to be condemning of others. You mentioned, though, a segue into a song that you wanted to share. Yeah. How about we go with Worthy? The seed of this song, you know, were some things I was writing in a book about liking those welcoming places where I could come as I was and be welcomed and not condemned. And then what got the song finished uh, was a request to share music at a Unitarian Universal service many years ago. The last time I shared the song in public, you know, someone had specifically requested it for their memorial service. I have sung this at a lot of memorial services. But also, there's a line in the song, you know, all are welcome at the table. Take your place. You're welcome here. And it is Worthy by Donald Lynn Kasky. I am a lonesome Traveler Needing A friend To talk to You say Come just as you are You take my hands Warm my fingers Worthy you are Worthy Speak your truth Tell your story In all your shame In all your glory Whatever the skin you're in 
sickly, healthy, thick or thin. Worthy, worthy. No matter how you've fallen short, how many times you've missed the mark. Worthy, worthy. Your heart about declared defeat, stumbling through imperfectly. Worthy, worthy. You keep, however much we disagree, worthy, worthy. Ghosts crowding round your door, full of regret or show no remorse, worthy, worthy. Barely standing, blood on your hands. Could ever understand? Worthy, worthy, worthy you are. Worthy. Speak your truth. Tell your story. Worthy, worthy. Sometimes the pain outweighs the glory.
Donalyn Kasky makes a lot of beautiful music, and among them are that song, Worthy. Beautiful song, Donalyn. Just incredibly done and written with all of the things that, for me, make for a deep spirit. So thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. And again, Donalyn Kasky's website is donalynkasky.com. Kasky, by the way, is C-A-S-K-E-Y, and the Lynn is a L-Y-N-N. But that's complicated. Just come to NordenSpiritRadio.org, our website, and you'll find links to her and all of our guests of the last 14 and a half years. You'll also find a place to post comments. And so you've listened to this interview with Donalyn and songs like Worthy. Please post a comment when you do visit and rate the program. There's also a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. Also, please support your local community radio station. Local community radio stations are so incredible value. They hear voices and they see faces and they lift up songs and news that you get lifted up nowhere else. So please start by supporting them, then help us out if you can. But remember to go to donalynkasky.com and get both of her recordings. The one from 2014, Nameless Heart, and in 2017, she released The Love Still Shows. And that last song that we just listened to was Worthy. Again, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Is this in some way a pretty clear statement of your personal theology? Yeah, I would say so overall. I mean, I've been questioned about it. You know, it's like, well, everybody welcome or, you know, do you want to invite in a sociopath or someone who's a murderer? But, you know, I am a firm believer in the, the worth and dignity of all people. That doesn't mean, you know, everybody's safe to be in community in certain ways. And certainly in my work as a social worker, also, you know, seeing people who've experienced abuse and, and neglect, you know, I do have a window in to the dark side of what it can be to be human. So I don't want to be like naive and, and Pollyanna about that, but to hold space for that, you know, to make my vote for the light and holding all the sort of pain and messiness yet ultimate beauty of what it can be to be a human being on earth. It's complicated. And, you know, I'm far from perfect, but to make room for forgiveness and acceptance of myself and others. One of the things I note as you've been speaking, Donalyn, is that you use the word light, and I tend to use it a lot too. Of course, I'm Quaker, right? And we have this kind of like stand still in the light or sink down to the seed. We've got certain phrases that are native to, I guess, Quaker expressions. Right. One of my favorite Quaker expressions is way opens. Have you heard the continuing expression about that? Way will open when I get out of my own way. Amen. <laughs> I, I thought that might be useful in your social work sometime. Thank you. Well, heck, my social work starts at home with me. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? You've got a lot of so much beautiful music that I want to share that I'm going to rush us along to another song. What's next? You mentioned my 2017 release, The Love Still Show. So how about we play the title track of that? We can go for that. And again, 2017, that's a few years in the past now that this came out. Was something happening that really brought forward the message of The Love Still Shows? This particular song, I guess a seed for it was the death of my father in 2012, even though, of course, I wrote the song a while after that. But I was actually asked to write a song for an interfaith Thanksgiving service. 
that was how this song initially got born, reflecting on the lives and passing of my parents and just also appreciating the little things and and what can lift me in times of grief or sorrow. And it seemed to resonate resonate with other people as well. Here's a Thanksgiving song by Donald Lincasky, The Love Still Shows. Red geraniums planted with care Crooked bangs since mom cut our hair Pink trim dress all washed up and pressed Unaware just how much I was blessed No one meant to be cruel They sent their baby off to school Photos taken so long ago My folks are gone, the love still shows My folks are gone, the love still grows A stranger's smile eased my despair A friend who called out of nowhere My heart touched by a hopeful song you held me until the dawn such little things have seen me through such little things can be so huge more than we may ever know the moments pass the love still pass the love still grows that's title track i could also use that fancy word eponymous song the love still shows by donalyn caskey her website donalyncaskey.com links on nordenspiritradio.org and you said it's for an interfaith thanksgiving meal and we don't have, as far as I know, interfaith Thanksgiving meals here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. But in Ventura, California, that's a thing? Well, it's actually an interfaith Thanksgiving service. So every year, a lot of different, you know, the local Jewish temple, times I've been, there have been like representation from Mormon choirs, representation from, from all sorts of churches and religious organizations, temples in the area will come together and have this service of thanks with readings and, and music. So one year it was a great honor a couple of years back to be invited to share music as part of it. Well, it's a beautiful song that you wrote and shared as part of it. All the more beautiful that you do it with banjo, right? Now, I have to say that the banjo is terribly maligned. I mean, there's, you know, like, how do you clear out a room? You play a banjo or, or things like that. And yet you're playing some of the sweetest, most heart-strumming tunes, and the spirituality that flows through it is so deep and vibrant, and you're using the banjo Obviously, you don't think of the banjo as a noisemaker. 
No, I mean, it, it can be, but, you know, I, I've changed more than one person's mind about banjo. You know, I've had people say, like, I didn't even think I liked banjo, but I like what you do. Even my own mother, sort of infamously, before she passed in 2007, you know, I'd recorded a demo of a song and, you know, shared it with my family around Christmas time. And my mom said, it doesn't sound like a banjo when you play it. And I asked her, is that supposed to be a compliment? And she was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, mom. But, well, it makes me smile. Yeah, there's a great deal of range to what a banjo can be. I, obviously, I love banjo. It's got such a rich, beautiful history, you know, truly coming here. It's an African instrument that's was brought to this country by, you know, people who were slaves. And, you know, it's had its own evolution here, right along with the gap between the the ideal and reality of America and people in this country. Just such a rich, beautiful history, rich, beautiful instrument with a lot of range that's not captured in the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you captured the beauty. So let's do some more of it. How about we do It Ain't Personal? Why is this part of your song of the soul? It's a very different song from my point of view. This song evolved over many years. I, how it began was I had the line, fall from grace, grace going to break my fall and a little ditty I had written, but I, it hadn't evolved into a full song. It was kind of on the compost heap of ideas in notebooks. But I noticed that line would keep coming back to me in my life and it would be encouraging to me. You know, fall from grace, grace going to break my fall. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So, you know, when I sort of bumbled things or would judge myself harshly about how I did or didn't do things in my life, this line would give me comfort. And when it came time to my album, The Love Still Shows, I played it for the, the man who was producing the album, you know, my little ditty I had, this little banjo lick I had and that line. And he's like, you got to finish that song. <laughs> so I did, you know, we're talking like 11 years later, but I, I'm so glad I, I did. It's, I don't know, it, it makes me feel good to play it. And a lot of people have shared with me, it, it makes them feel good to hear it. And that that line has helped encourage them as they bumble along their own way. We've got a song from a recovering perfectionist, Donalyn Caskey. It ain't personal. Moving up to the head of the class. Missed lessons I could not pass. Started in the lead just to come in last. You will wait for me, not too late for me, only not so fast. It ain't personal, it ain't personal at all. I tried to walk before I could crawl. It ain't personal. gonna break my fall Skip steps Jump through hoops Teacher's pet Forgot the golden rule Thought I knew it all When I didn't have a clue Break my fall. 
gonna break my fall Here it comes, another chance Gotta learn how to walk so I can dance Take a step back if I want to I, too, love that line from Donalyn Caskey's song, It Ain't Personal, Fall from Grace, Grace Gonna Break My Fall. Grace is a phrase that is too seldom used by non-religious people, I guess, you know, people who aren't part of a, a particular church. And I'm glad that you put it in there, Donna. It's one of my favorite words. It was my maternal grandmother's name was Grace. I have not felt called in my life or my life path has not been to have children, but I always thought if I had a daughter, I would name her Grace or have that in there somewhere. But I have song, I have song daughter, so it's in that song. (laughs) Where did you get Donna Lynn from? I'm actually named after my father in a sideways sort of way. As we talked about earlier, I'm the youngest of 10 kids and my two brothers are the oldest. They had actually moved out of the house before I was born. But my brothers were not named after my dad. And then my parents went on to have eight girls. And like I said, I was a surprise nine and a half, ten years after the fact of my other youngest sibling. So my father was Donald Lawrence Caskey, and uh, I ended up Donalyn. And, and he would often be the one who called me Donalyn. Let's go on to some more great music, some more great inspiration from Donalyn Caskey. What's next? Well, let's... Get back to sort of what I consider basics, the primal instrument voice. How about do an acapella one, My Blessed Child? The melody of the song came to me in a dream. The Santa Ana winds here that can be very destructive and spread fire, but they're a natural phenomenon, these warm winds that come down the mountain slopes. They woke me up one night because I heard things banging around, and uh, this tune was in my head with somewhat gibberish words, and I captured it in the voice memo of my phone, half asleep, and then I put words in English to it in a more awake state. But to me, this song, My Blessed Child, uh, it speaks to that divine mother sort of energy. Earth mother, divine mother, holy mother. Also, I love being by the ocean. I I grew up on the coast of Virginia. Now I live on the coast of California. But La Mer, the the ocean, or, or Mary, that's the root of the word Mary. At any rate, My Blessed Child. Oh, my child, my blessed child, before you leave, please stay a while, ease your breaking heart a while, stay a while. 
stay a while Oh, my child, my blessed child Before you leave, please stay a while Ease your breaking heart a while I am reaching out to you just heard some of the absolutely beautiful vocal weave of Donna Lynn Kasky here today for Song of the Soul with her song, My Blessed Child. And you know, Donna Lynn, when I was listening to that, you know who I felt like you were not channeling, singing alongside of is Jean Ritchie. Oh, wow. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, she, that really is a compliment to say that she's in your same class. Well, <laughs> a, well thank you. But also, I mean, she's a hero of mine. She was also a social worker, <laughs> believe it or not. So let's hear it for the uh, folks singing social workers out there. <laughs> Healing the world in so many ways. Do you have aspirations for your life? I mean, if you, you know, you're a little over 40 right now, I'm 65. When you reach the further side, you know, you're towards the other shore. And I don't mean California or Virginia. I mean the other shore of life. What achievement is going to make you say, I did this life right? Well, life is built by moments. I mean, for a long time, it was a dream of mine to have an album of my own songs. And now I have two of them and, you know, I'm getting, getting the urge to have, have another here soon, you know, so that's passed. I mean, it's certainly very meaningful to me that the social work I do, you know, when I'm in that place of connection with people and am able to help connect them to services that improve their quality of life or that make a difference in their life. I mean, I think I'm building that life moment by moment. I mean, I feel like I'm doing it. You know, a lot of folks, so many of their songs are about their relationship and heartache. And I feel like pretty consistently, your songs are about the deeper and more universal. It's not just about you and the individual you might be in love with, right? It's about you and loving something bigger. Is that part of how you see yourself or am I just making that up? Well, that's accurate. I don't claim to totally understand or know what that something bigger is, but I mean, that's how I orient my life. I mean, I definitely made a choice. I would describe myself as a very anxious person a lot growing up or as a kid, you know, where I just had a lot of fears or I'd have fear of riding in cars or driving in cars or, you know, worried if someone was a few minutes late that something horrible would happen or jumped when the phone rang, you know, afraid of bad news. I mean, I know I was very fearful, but how I helped kind of get over that, it's like I made a choice, like, okay, I don't know who or what God is entirely, but I'm going to choose to believe in it just to help transcend this fear. And then that was reinforced, you know, when I worked in that 12-step sort of idea, you know, a lot of that helping people raise out of addiction, you know, by the grace of God, as they say, I have, you know, not had that personal struggle of addiction to substances, but, you know, I guess you could say addicted to fear or perfectionism in ways, as we've talked about, but, you know, consciously making a choice to lean on what I sometimes call the benevolent forces that be. Because certainly, you know, I look around nature and the world and it's not hard to see. There's a lot much bigger than me at play. And to have, I don't know, to rest in that and work with it, the forces of good to help carry me. 
You know, Donalyn, I really love the way that you think. I love the way you play banjo, and I love the way that you sing and write songs. Could you give us one more? So I sent you a fresh demo of one of my newer songs that will probably be on a forthcoming release uh, that's taking shape here. So how about we'll end with I Will Love My Life. It's kind of fitting with the discussion we just had, if you reach the end. And I think maybe you've embodied it in this song as well. But as you say in the song, I will love my life as it passes by with each step, right? Exactly. You described yourself as a recovering perfectionist. How near recovering are you? Well, it's a a daily thing because, you know, I catch myself being hard on myself or wish it a coulda about things. And, you know, I've kind of gone in sort of like dark places where I was like, well, I just want to quit or what's the use or I mean, it even kept me from music for a long time because I didn't I thought I wasn't good at music, you know, so I can enjoy music as an audience person. But, you know, oh, I'm not good enough or where I took some criticism about my voice, like really to heart where I was scared to sing in front of people. And that's been a whole process. But, you know, I'm a big encourager. It's like you were born with a voice and it it can change and, you know, just work with the instrument you've got. It's a birthright. It's a joyful thing to sing however it sounds or whatever anybody else says about it. I mean, it, it feels good to sing. So, yeah, on an, on an ongoing basis, you know, to keep encouraging myself when I get in that place and also encourage others genuinely. Well, I love the way that light and spirit and heart weave through your songs. And so we're going to share one last song from Donna Lynn Kasky. Again, her website is DonnaLynnKasky.com. Links on NordenSpiritRadio.org. The song is I Will Love My Life. Donalyn, thank you so very much for channeling your passions through both your social work and your music with your banjo and your voice, and for joining us here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We go out with I Will Love My Life by Donalyn Kasky. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul, I Will Love My Life. I tried to follow all the rules afraid that God is cruel years and years of books and school I still feel like a fool still feel like a fool oh I know that nothing lasts but I Changes come so fast, fade into the past, fade into the past. I will love my life, I will love my life, as it passes by, as it passes by, I will love my life, I will love my life. cheat bliss then endless misery but oh he sings so sweet oh he 
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.